Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, just wanted to come back on here today. And we're, today we're talking about gaslighting. Uh, if you don't know what it is, uh, feel free to jump up and be able to check the video that came out earlier today at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time and be able to see where it talks a little bit more about gaslighting, what it is, what it does. Just to give you a quick idea, the term gaslighting comes from the 1944 Hollywood film Gaslight, in which a husband dims the gaslights to make his wife believe she's going insane. Gaslighting is an insidious form of psychological manipulation meant to undermine a person's confidence in his or her own perception of reality. You see, a lot of times when I talk about gaslighting, I talk about the idea of the fog that a narcissist puts you in. Now, I want you to think of a picture. Okay? Think of this idea that you are walking through a field, and that field is life. You're walking through the field of life, and the narcissist comes into your life and starts walking alongside you and starts putting fog in your life. Now, oftentimes with fog with a narcissist, it comes in a couple different ways. Fear, obligation, guilt, fog. And it starts to swirl around you so much that you can't see where you're going. The next step, you're not really sure if you should go straight, left, right, whatever direction. And so the only thing you can hear, the only thing that you can sense is that other person's voice, is the narcissist. And as the narcissist starts to tell you, this is your perception, this is your reality, you start to realize, hey, this is the only thing that I know that can guide me. And oftentimes people latch on to the narcissist and they latch on to the idea, whether that's through the trauma bond or through the detox phase, they latch on to another person. They're like saying, this is the person. This is how I find love. This is how I find my reality. This is how I find the right path. And they keep following an abusive person because they can't see. They can't see because of the fear, obligation, and guilt that the other person has put around them. And oftentimes with gaslighting, it changes your reality so much that you can't see what's actually going on. And the only way to break out of that fog, the only way to start to clear that fog so you can actually see clearly of which way you're supposed to go, of what's actually true, is to get down to the bottom of realizing, hey, what is the story that I'm telling myself or that's been put on me from the narcissist or that I've grown up with or that's been put on me through religion or church or school or whatever it might be? What is the story that I'm believing that's keeping me in this fog? And as I work with people on one-on-one basis, as we're doing Zoom calls every single day, I try to help people break free from that frog, break free from the trauma bond, break free from the idea where they know this person is toxic, but they're like, I still want to be with them. I still want to be with my abuser. I still have that Stockholm syndrome in one sense of being infatuated or in love with someone who's actively abusing me. Or the people that get out and they're like, hey, I'm glad I'm out. It's so much better being out, but I don't feel at peace at all because I still miss them in the nutshell to get through the detox phase. That's what I work with people on a day-to-day basis. Love to be able to work with you if I can. If not, check out the NARC app, N-A-R-C, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, a good place to be able to interact with other survivors, people that are growing, thriving, and living a life that's changed or changing. Be able to get advice from them, to be able to record your truth about what's going de- what's going on so you don't feel crazy. Be able to track your no contact so you're accountable to something and someone saying, hey, I have to stay no contact for my own self-worth, for my own self-confidence, for my kids, whatever it might be. 
Check that out. Got exclusive secured lives where you can come on screen, ask questions, even if you're in active situations, because it doesn't get publicized everywhere else. It's inside the app. Okay. Love being able to interact with you there. Gaslighting. And gaslighting is really confusing. What are some of the red flags with gaslighting? Well, one of the things I want to talk to you today is phrases. Phrases that you hear from gaslighting. So if you hadn't noticed already, we're going through the same book for a little bit here now. So The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Hall. So want to be able to interact with this and be able to say it. So let's start off a little bit. They say, gaslighting may be as simple as denying things that were said or claiming things happened when they didn't. After an abusive incident, a gaslighting narcissist may dismiss the abuse as unintended or harmless, outright deny that the abuse took place, or blame the abused. A cheating spouse, for example, may dismiss and deny evidence of an affair while, an accuse, while accusing his or her partner of doing the cheating. Gaslighters often use you statements. They say things like the following. So we're going to listen through some of the statements that are here inside the book. What I want you to do is I want you to listen carefully. You don't have to write down which one spoke out to you. You can either write down the top one that spoke out to you or you can just keep track of like, I've heard you know, one of these, two of these, three of these, and then put it in the comments, put it in the chat down below because I want to build this community. I want people to understand they're not alone because there's a lot of you that's going to hear some of these phrases and you're going to be like, whoa, I did not realize that that was gaslighting. Or you're going to hear some of these phrases and be like, I heard more of these than what I realized. And some of you are going to feel shame about it. Of like, how could I stay with that? How could it be in that situation longer? So what I want you to do is I want you to think of the next person that's going to watch this video and they're going to see your comment and they're going to understand, hey, I'm not the only one. Because you're not. Then there's more people out there that have been hurt and abused by this than what we even realize. Will we be part of that healing process today? It's always something with you. You're being paranoid. You're too sensitive. Why do you doubt me all the time? A lot of times you'll hear that one of like, why do you doubt me all the time whenever you're starting to have that gut instinct, that thought of like something's wrong. Like, I don't know what, but they're, they're spending too much time at the office. They're interacting with certain coworkers a certain way. They're, they're disappearing for periods of time and I don't really understand. But when I try to, when I try to ask, when I try to figure out, they're like, why, why are you doubting me? Like, what's your problem? You don't believe in me. You're exaggerating again. You can't possibly believe that. You're always confused. Oftentimes you'll hear the one, you're always confused, but in reality it's because they're being confusing with circular arguments, with gaslighting, with manipulation, with lies that don't make sense, that don't add up. And they'll blame you for being confused, which is true, but they're the ones confusing you. Can't you let go of the past? You're being irrational. You need a shrink. You have no sense of humor. I can't help it if you can't remember anything. Again, blaming you. Blaming what you're thinking, blaming what's been going on. Like, I can't help it if you can't remember something that never happened. That's really what's going on. They're saying, you can't remember this? Like, you're dumb for not remembering it. Oh, wait, it never existed. But the narcissist is going to tell you that because it's done on purpose. <laughs> what does it take to win with you? You're crazy. 
You never listen. Can you hear yourself right now? Can't you take a joke? You started it. You never let anything go. A lot of times you'll hear this in the relationship after cheating has been brought up and they try to stick it out or they try to work through it and the narcissist will keep saying like, why can't you let it go? Like you never let anything go. When in reality, it's only been two weeks since they found out about the narcissist's like two-year affair. But the narcissist always wants people to get over it quickly, to heal faster. They don't have to feel bad for what they did. Whatever you say, you're naive. You need to get over it already. You made me do that. It's not my fault that you don't remember anything. Did you hear any of those? Did any of those resonate with you? Once again, if they did, put them down in the chat. Share this video with other people. Share this with people that have been close to you, that have been wondering what you're going through, or that you know don't understand some of the abuse and the gaslighting manipulation that happens. One more section. Parents in narcissistic families often gaslight their children about their personality, feelings, or past behaviors and or relationships as a way to disarm them, distort their self-image, and create self-doubt. Scapegoated children are typically sent the message in direct and indirect ways that their point of view is without merit, their feelings are unfounded, and they are to blame for family problems. Such parents might say these things. So listen up. Let's see if any of you heard these for yourself or in your marriage or relationship. You saw that with your spouse. I try to teach you, but you never learn. I, you don't feel like that. You've always been angry. There is no pleasing you. You have unreasonable expectations. You never did learn to let things go. You are an impossible child. You're the reason your father or mother is never around. Good girls or boys don't act the way you do. I don't know how you got this way. Your sister or brother would never say that. I do everything for you, and it's not enough. You see, gaslighting may happen sporadically or occur routinely as a systematic process. In the most extreme cases, a gaslighter may be conducting a calculated, ongoing campaign to make another person believe he or she is losing their hold on reality. Listen up. The best defense against gaslighting is a secure belief in your own perceptions, something that can be difficult to achieve if you have been raised by undermining messages. However, once you understand what gaslighting is, how it works, and how to recognize it in your relationships, you can begin to separate yourself from the patterns. Although the narcissist will rarely admit to gaslighting, once you stop reacting to it and show that it no longer has any power over you, it's often likely that it will end.